excited to be back. I'm Randy and we've got Howard Swig here as well. Hi, Howard, how you doing? What's happening? I'm happy to be here. We've also got a super special guest today, which I'm excited about, which is Mr. Rob Fuller of Z-Car Garage in San Jose, California. Z-Car Garage is a premier shop for working on Datsun and Nissan product primarily. Uh, and he's also very involved in the uh, vintage racing world, the restoration world, um, insights into you know Nissan and what they're doing now, and is just an overall excellent member of the BAT community. Rob Fuller, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Excited to be here, and uh, uh, let's let's talk. Absolutely, lots to talk about. We uh, we have a 240Z in the BAT fleet that you helped us source. You also helped us sort of dial it in. One of your specialties is. Uh, not only preserving these cars, but sort of sorting them out and getting them uh, working so that we could run them on events. And many of your clients kind of do that same sort of thing. Tell us a little bit about Z Car Garage and yeah, the variety of types of stuff you work on and where you see the most uh, interest and passion. Well, I started Z Car Garage. Obviously, I've been obsessed with Nissans and Datsuns uh, since I was a teenager and very fortunate that I get to help people you know, fulfill their dreams and with the Z car and, and help them. And, you know, having, being a part of the bring a trailer 240Z is something I love telling that story because, you know, we know each other because we're both Bay Area natives and, you know, I've known the Swigs for a long time, but it's super cool how the bring a trailer Z car came to be, right? Just going from something where a guy saw me passing at a hockey game to, Hey, I'm looking for a Z car you telling me you're looking for a Z and then voila, you got the bring a trailer 240Z. So, but yeah, so getting back to Z car garage, we work on 1970 to present day Nissan sports cars. We not only work on the 1970 to 1978, 240, 260, 280s, but we also do all the 90 and up Nissan sports cars. So the 300 ZX twin turbo, and then obviously the 350, 370Z, the GTR, and then the Q series from Infinity. Cool, yeah, it's, it's always interesting. I mean, the name of your shop is Z Car Garage, and I obviously bring a 240Z to you, but I know you're a hardcore 510 guy and really big in the 510 am, yes. racing scene. Um, and then, I mean, there's other models, and I know, I mean, are guys bringing 240SXs to you and all sorts of other, you know, you know pickup trucks, or are you just stay pretty focused on the Z Car stuff? It's really unfortunate that because of our staff and because of how large our customer base is, we're unable to work on some of the cars that we really love. So I have to stay out of the 240SX uh, market because we can't keep up with Z cars. And sometimes I just can't get involved in some of those cars that I really like, like Dotson Made and, and Nissan. It's such, so, so many cool cars. And unfortunately, we really have to kind of hone in on the things that we can do on a regular basis, the things that we've dedicated our lives to, obviously the early S30s and then the 90s and then the, the current uh, models from Nissan and Infiniti. So we have to kind of, you know, structure it in a way where we can help all the people that we've been helping. You know, I've been in the Bay Area for going on uh, 23, 24 years, and I'm still working for people that I worked for when I was in my 20s and I'm cresting 50. So I'm pretty proud of that, that, you know, Zeker Garage is a community of enthusiasts and these people have enjoyed their cars enough to allow me to keep telling their story and being a part of and keeping their Z car on the road. 
you know, I worked on, you know, the bring a trailer Z car, right? I had worked on that before you guys had it. So pretty cool. Absolutely. You've seen so many cars come and go and go through multiple owners. And um, some of those are street cars. Some of those are track cars. Howard, I know that you've been on track with some Datsuns that have been pretty cool. And, and Rob, I know you are a driver as well. How much of your business, Rob, um, is um, sort of off-highway oriented track type stuff or track support and that sort of stuff versus people having you dial in streetcars? You know, it's a mix. And I would say that the only reason we don't do more race car and vintage car prep work is that we've got a booming streetcar business. I mean, I love racing and I love race cars. And, you know, the coolest thing, you can learn from a race car and apply it to a streetcar. And you can learn from a streetcar and apply it to a race car, even though they are 100% opposite from each other, right? Streetcars don't make great track cars and race cars, you know, sometimes don't drive on the street. But it's a limited amount only, again, because we're a small group of guys. But every time it's Saturday and Sunday, I want to be either at Laguna Seca, Sears Point, or Thunder Hill, or some racetrack that I haven't been to before. Yeah, I've seen you all the way out in Atlanta, at Road Atlanta, when you were running the BRE cars and stuff. You, you've definitely gotten around and oh, man. covered some serious Oh, man, that's, so, that's such a great, yeah, that's such a great event. And, man, it was just, that was probably the hardest part of 2020 for me, was missing the Mini because that is a really special event that we get to head back east for and celebrate how awesome the the BRE car is and, and, and just that whole, you know, the vintage racing on the East Coast is so different than West Coast vintage racing. And so it's cool when, you know, we see the same cars that we know in our little circle. It's so fun to be at a racetrack on the other side of the country and see some really cool vintage cars that you haven't seen or you don't know their story yet. One of, one of my favorite race weekends ever, Rob, was that you allowed me to pit with you guys at the CSRG Charity Challenge out at Sears Point. You, you were uh, uh, hosting seven or eight 510s. Uh, you'll recall that you let John Morton drive your uh, Bay Area Datsun dealer's car, I believe. And uh, the racing was great. Hanging with your crew was great. But uh, most memorable thing for me was just sitting all day for three days straight with, with Morton in your pit, just hearing about... Yeah. You know, everything from five tens to him driving, uh, you know, Porsche nine, five sixes and finishing second overall and a clapped out Ferrari Daytona in 1979, um, at Daytona. So, uh, man, that's, that, that was a great hang. I had such a great time that weekend too. And it was so much fun. You know, it's like how many guys, you know, admire somebody from afar, dedicate their life to, you know, being a Dotson dork, then get to meet the, you know, the, the national hero of Dotson's, John Morton, to then get to race with him, right? Like, Howard, how cool is that? We raced with John Morton that weekend, right? A guy that's been to Le Mans nine times, and we're local yokels celebrating vintage cars, and we're racing with that legend. So, yeah, that was a really special weekend where we just kind of all stood and, and around that, you know, that little area that we had, and he was telling cool stories, and, and we were having fun. Man, you were boogieing that weekend. No, that was fun. And uh, I think for Morton, uh, you know, ev everyone in the 510 community, he, he's, you know, Mr. 510 and the, and the demigod. But I think he's also like, man, I, I, does anyone want to ask me about the nine times I drove at Lamar or my IndyCar career? Uh, I, I think he was, he was trying to get out of 510s when they were new in 1971. And he can't get away from him 50 years later. He sure can. And it's really funny. We make that joke all the time to him. 
like, hey, so what did you do after the BRE days? So he always laughs at that. So because he and he drove everything, I you know, and it. he's still driving, right? And it's and it's and it's really fun too. Where, um, you know, it's him and I will text back and forth about my drive, and you know, I've got access to this, you know, just uh, he's the people's champ, and he's just such a humble, badass guy, right? I mean, there's just it's really hard to describe him in in just a short sentence. You need kind of a you know, a chapter of a book. The guy is just, he's the real deal. And, and I love that we get to know our Dotson heroes and what those guys did for us. I mean, pretty big deal that we're going to still celebrate. As long as Randy Jaffe is alive, we're going to be, we're going to be out there with that BRE car. So we're actually almost done putting that car back together after its accident at the classic 24 in 2019. Cool. Where's it going to go next? I hope it gets accepted to Monterey this year. And so we'll definitely do Monterey. And then I don't think we'll do the classic 24 in that car again, just for the simple fact that there isn't a lot of safety stuff in it. But, you know, Randy just acquired uh, the Fitzgerald uh, 280ZX GTU car. And so we've been talking about possibly running that in the classic 24. That's my favorite thing about working with, you know, customers like Randy Jaffe is that building these, concourse winning show cars that can still race you know like the bre cars restoration is incredible and you know the fitzgerald car after he acquired it from the last gentleman that owned it alex mcdowell he's done so many things to just you know kind of improve upon what's already been laid there and then he's just all about telling the story so important guy for the vintage car community and of course, that Fitzgerald card was sold on Bring a Trailer uh, uh, two or three years ago, and it's great, great to see that it's still being used and uh, it, people are getting that on track. Uh, Rob, I'd love to ask you for, for folks who are uh, maybe outside of California and, and less familiar with with your outfit at Z Car Garage, uh, tell us more about uh, kind of what you do. Are, are you doing everything from from oil changes to full restorations, given uh, the success and reputation you have built. I'm sure you probably can't take 100% of the business and calls that come your way. So what type of work uh, are you and the team focused on uh, at Zcar? Anything, just what you just described, like so for my customers that daily drive their 370Z or their Q50 or their GTR, we're keeping all that maintenance and all the services up to speed and up to date so that they get to just drive and enjoy. We're their pit crew. And then a guy that has a vintage car, like for instance, you know, the bring a trailer Z car garage connection is, is pretty close because a guy buys a 240Z off bring a trailer. He lives near me or he does it. And then it ends up here at my shop. And then we take over the, okay, I like this, this, and this about it, but we're going to do these next couple of things. And then, you know, they drive Mrs. Butter Z and they're like, wow, you know, I want this on my car. And so, you know, we're, we're taking a guy that has a car that he already has a foundation with and then approving upon it, or we're just taking care of it. It's all based upon what he wants. And then the 90 to 96 300 ZX twin turbo. Well, I worked in Nissan specialty shops in the 90s, so I'm very familiar with that car. I know it in and out. So that's another car where when a guy gets a new one or a gal, whoever it may be, we take care of that car for them. So restoration high-performance work. I do a lot of dyno tuning, so we have an in-house dyno. Um, we do restoration, but only a few at a time because that's such a really 
time-consuming, long process. You, you can't do 10 of them at once. I, I, don't know if, I don't know if you've been able to check out, Rob. We kind of have the, the, the king of, uh, of Z32, 300ZX is on the site now, the, the IMSA GTO uh, Clayton Cunningham racing uh, car that Steve Millen uh, primarily drove and won a, a bunch of races in. Uh, I'm sure you've probably seen that car in the flesh. Have you been checking out that listing at all? I've been checking that listing out. And then again, remember, you know, a whole, a whole community of, of Dotson guys and Nissan guys probably forward me uh, bring a trailer auction once a week. So again, yeah, I'm pretty in tune to what's going on over there. And that's a really cool car. I hope, uh, I hope whoever buys it, if you're listening, uh, I'm, I'm totally in to be your co-driver. I don't blame you. That's a, that's a good call. Uh, I'm just glad that those yeah. cars are moving around, and I hope I hope we get to see them on on track some more. So, Rob, tell us. Um, everybody knows that the yeah 240Zs, even 260 and 280Zs, that market is so um, so strong. People are so stoked on those cars and spending money on those cars, and now restoring those cars and doing doing things that are great uh, for that community and that model. And there's a lot of visibility there, but the later ones you're talking about, um, 300ZX twin turbo, even 350Z, 370Z, this modern type stuff. Are you seeing people, you know, just, just pretty much use those as daily cars or are people putting those away no, in more of a sort of collector mode for the future? What's going to happen to all those? Are they the good ones, you know? Well, if you remember when the 350Z came out, the price of 300ZXs plummeted and it was really crazy to watch that happen. And then now as you know, they made so many 300ZXs now as they're kind of few and far between, the value of them is kind of on the rise. Well, they made a lot of 350Zs and those cars were pretty inexpensive. I see the really clean ones kind of starting to slowly but surely rise and i know that there's kind of a big following right now for the 0708 nismo 350z's like those are really starting to to bring some money and so i think it's just a matter i think it's a matter of time but you know since those cars came out in 2004 i mean we supercharged the first 350z in northern california in like like right when vortex released the kit i want to think it was uh, late 2004 or 2005 and that think about that 2004 2005 well there's a g35 of that same era in my shop this week getting a full supercharger build a built engine built automatic transmission so there is a huge following even though those cars aren't very expensive anymore for the 350 and the g35 and then obviously the 370, there's a lot of aftermarket for those cars. So summary is, yes, we take care of a very simple daily driver 370 that might just have intakes on it. And then we also take care of, you know, 500, 600 horsepower supercharged cars. So it's just, you know, we're not afraid of anything. If it has the Nissan Datsun logo on it, we're in. Cool. Is there a, is there a rivalry on, uh, or do you have to pick your team on 350 versus 370? I kind of like the shorter, shorter, trimmer look of the 370, but I don't know uh, what what which what's the right answer there. Well, you know, I think the the answer is up to the individual, and so I think that the 370 really paid the price for coming out when it came out. Like the world was kind of upside down when the 370 came came out, and the 350Z was absolute perfect timing. I mean, I remember 
when they did, when Nissan announced that they were going to make a 350Z, you know, I had worked in Nissan specialty shops since the middle of the 90s, and we didn't have a Z car. We were still just staying busy enough with all the cars that were from the past. So when the 350 came out, I mean, we were geared up and super excited. And, and the first time I drove one, I remember saying, man, this is like a 2003 240Z. I was like, this car is just great engine, brakes were decent, I liked it. And so the 350Z got the chance to kind of be the star because the show had been over, right? Van Halen broke up and then one day David Lee was like, man, I think we should do a tour, right? And then they're like, ah! And so then the 350Z came out. And so cars versus each other, I like them both. I like the 350 because of my experience that I had with it. And that, you know, what I just described, the, you know, the showmanship of Nissan, you know, making the run DVD and showing it in the movie theaters when it came out, the lead up to it. And then, again, the world was just not in a good spot for a new sports car when the 370 came out. And then it's been out for so long, which segues into, oh, man, Nissan's going to bring it on home. I think the new Z car is going to be awesome. Well, yeah, we're teed up for that. Uh, I actually, I think I saw, I, I, I follow all your social channels and I think I saw you got to see it in person or you, uh, I don't know if you got I to did. drive it or sit in it or what happened, but give us, give us your take to, on the new, yeah, uh, I the new one. Uh, it was hard to really be just kind of focused. It was like sensory overload. The body is really cool. The interior was fantastic. It's going to have a, v6 twin turbo engine we weren't allowed to drive it but we were able to sit inside it i was able to rev the engine and we did some video with it and we got to see it drive with one of the nissan representatives and i just if that car and i think it's going to be is going to be like the proto that they are showing it is just oh man it's going to be it's going to be something else man it's going to be i think it's going to be that same excitement uh, of when the Z car was released after all that time away. That's great. And I love the color. It's the exact same or very close to the, uh, you know, the, the lime green that we have on our, uh, on our. Small green. Sure. Which makes. Yeah. I think, I think that's the cool. I think that they are really in touch and in tune with how fanatical other Z car owners are. And so I know that they're going to bring it. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a very serious sports car in a world where people aren't really driven by sports cars anymore in, in, in the modern day cars. I think they're going to hit a home run and I'm super excited to be a part. And, and it was really cool for Nissan to allow Alvin and I to go check it out at headquarters. No, it's definitely cool to see a number of these brands uh, really doubling down on, on their heritage and all of these iconic models and, and bringing them back uh, for 2021 and beyond. One topic I really wanted to, to ask you about, Rob, is um, in talking to the mechanics and restorers kind of in my, in my circles, the number one, or uh, one of the kind of the common themes and something they all mention as kind of the biggest challenge um, for using and maintaining and owning these old cars going forward is, is finding young men and women who have an interest and, and the skills to work on them. Um, so I'd love to hear you running a success, successful shop, 
how are you able to find uh, the talent? And is that a uh, is that an ongoing concern and challenge of yours as you look forward to uh, the decades ahead? You're you're a young guy. You're not retiring anytime soon. Yeah, I will never retire. As long as I'm on Earth, I will uh, be around cars. You know, and, and you know. Before I answer what you just asked me, that's my favorite part of going to a vintage race weekend and seeing a guy that's 75 years old climb out of a car that was made 50 or 60 years ago, and he is just boogieing, and he is just, you know, he's just at one with this mechanical machine that he's been around for all these years and i really believe that when we're 40 and younger we want to be young forever and when you crest 40 to 50 all you want to do is be a cool old timer and that's what i hope i get to be and so now talking of the future that is the biggest concern and it is going to be the biggest limiting factor of vintage car culture is the fact that young people don't want to do what us old guys want to do. And it's been probably the biggest challenge for me in my 17 years of Z Car Garage is building that dream team, that group of guys all at once that are on the same page as you, that want to be a craftsman that want to have pride and be a part of it. You know, it's, you know, the BRE team, look at how everybody on the BRE team brought something to the table and they were legendary in their own little field. And those teams are harder and harder to put together. And it's, you know, in my, you know, over 17 years of business, my longest running employee is 12 years, but that's my longest running guy. And I get guys for, two, three, four years, and then they move on to something else that just, you know, one, it's really hard in the Bay Area. Number two, it's like, it's really fun to do this, but it's a lot of hard work. And I think that the trade, I'm not alone. Every shop owner in North America, even internationally, you know, the workforce is going to be the thing that is going to be the hardest for us to deal with. We're either going to have to do less and less work, even though we want to do more, and we're going to have to find these people. And so if anybody is listening to this podcast and you already work somewhere and you want to be a part of something amazing, like, you know, having a good wage here is not a big deal, but having the ability to have that team, have that, you know, watching that 20 minute documentary of the BRE right against all odds, you gotta, you gotta live it. Do these old jobs, right. To work at Canapo or work in any of these, Bitchin' restoration slash vintage shops in North. You got to live it. It's not a normal job. And you're an interesting uh, case in this, in the sense that you know, with the the vintage '60s and '70s stuff, you're tuning carburetors and and really doing that real mechanical craft work. Uh, but you also have the you know the late model, highly electronic stuff in the shop. So. Uh, are the sure. techs at yeah. Z Car? Are is there one camp that works on the late model and and then the the uh, uh, the early car guys, or does everyone kind of uh, uh, have an ability to work on and everything that comes through the door? Everybody has to be able to work on everything that comes in the door because from day to day, if I need you over here, you got to be able to do it. So we cross train here, right? And so obviously you're not 
you know, you're not getting a job here and then doing, you know, uh, you know, putting together a dash on a 240Z if you've never been around one. But it's just everybody needs to know how to do everything. Like everybody that works here knows how to operate the dyno. Everybody that works here could, you know, you know, pull a transmission out of a 350Z as well as put a transmission out of a 240Z because that's the way that we're most successful because there's always so much to do here, right? You know, and it's like throwing somebody, you know, I don't throw anyone into the fire and I don't think you can do that, but I think it really helps when you, you know, an old car is very intimidating, and that sounds funny, to a guy that's only worked in late model repair job. So a guy that's only done timing belt services on a, you know, on a, on a regular car or done a brake job on a regular car, for some reason, there's fear around vintage things. And so I try to mix the two. So that way you're like, oh, wow, this is actually pretty simple. It is. You're only, you know, you're only nervous about it or only intimidated by it because you're not familiar with it because you don't get the chance in a regular repair shop to work on a 50 year old car. And what do you think that is, Rob? It, it seems to me that a lot of that is with the old stuff, you repair the parts, and with the late model stuff, it's more replace than repair. Correct. Yeah, that is absolutely correct. And and again, it just a regular a regular wrench won't work in Z car garage. You have to have you have to have passion, and you have to to be a team player, and you have to be able to open yourself up to new things, right? But you don't get a chance, you know, to touch a carburetor anymore because, you know, no one is using carburetion anymore. But, man, they're cool. And all that old stuff is just, again, I mean, we're so lucky. I just had a conversation uh, this morning with somebody, and we were talking about when we got our 510s and newspaper ads and when we would just kind of, like, you know, hunt through the – you know, the auto traders or like the, the parts traders. And it's just now everything is right there. So it's, uh, you shouldn't be afraid. You should just get after it. If something breaks, we'll just get another one. Rob, tell me a little bit about where, I mean, you talk about the passion and where it comes from. Obviously that, that comes through with you. I mean, you know, 10 out of 10, 11 out of 10, when you just have a conversation with you or walk into your showroom there in San Jose that just has all the uh, you know, dots and love and history all over the place. It's so great. Um, tell me a little bit about, uh, yeah, where that kind of stemmed from, from you. You said you've been working at all these shops forever and ever, but like as a kid, were you like, uh, you know, going to the racetrack or were you reading car magazines or like where, where's the passion stem from for you personally? I always liked cars, but my father and my family, no one was into them at all. I had an uncle that was a distant uh, relative that was really into cars, but we weren't uh, close enough together for me to to kind of be under his wing. And so when I reached the high school age is when I got to help my buddies with their cars or do any of that stuff. And then right out of high school, I just, I liked too many things. And I bought my Datsun 510 totally disassembled. And I'd never done anything automotively on my own and I just started putting it together and I got lots of these guys that were older than me to help me like guys that were you know maybe five to ten years older than me that already had Dotsons like they liked my passion and even though I didn't know a lot about them they helped me and lended a hand and then when they did I would just 
stay after it. And so I went from one five ten to a bunch of five tens to helping people with five tens. And then from five tens, a guy that had a Z car shop actually hunted me down and, uh, and hired me. And so I would go to road Atlanta, obviously to watch, um, the races there. And I would obviously go to car shows and do any of that stuff. But yeah, this, this man that owned a shop called Z service unlimited in Smyrna, Georgia, actually uh, hired me and gave me my first automotive job. And I've actually, it's funny, I've only had three automotive jobs in my career. So one, uh, Z Service Unlimited. I worked for a gentleman named Greg Scott at Scott Performance. And then 17 some odd years ago, I started Z Car Garage. So I've been very fortunate to hone in on the thing that I was crazy about and then learn about it and then apply those lessons to help other people if they're not. So stoked to hear that whole story. And also I'm, I'm very excited for you that you kind of hitched your wagon to, you know, five tens and five tens and Z cars and this, you know, awesome deep market of enthusiasm and, and, you know, customer base. I'm very glad that first car you didn't did buy in parts and put together was, you know, some, some weirdo, you know, I don't know, Ford, yeah. Ford Taurus or like a Toyota Corona yeah. or something random. And then sure. you, that may not have worked out so swell, but with Z cars and five uh, tens, it's kind of been a you know rocket ride to the moon in terms of popularity. I can't. Yeah, I can't believe it. Actually, you know, it's like I, I well, so today I drove that Datsun that we just talked about. I drove that to work today, and and it's just it's crazy to me to think that I'm cresting fifty, and the thing that I was obsessed with as a teenager is the thing that I get to do every day, and then I get to share that passion, like you said, and get to make a living and and get to just do all those things, right. That we daydream about. I mean, when I drove the, the Rolex, you know, I, when I started dating my wife, uh, you know, I took her to her first historics and we were in the stands at turn four and we were there and I was like, I'm going to have a car here someday, you know, and that was just a daydream. And then it's like an 18, right. I got to drive my own, you know, IMSA GTU car at the Rolex and it's just crazy. And it's just, and that's why I've been given all of these, amazing opportunities to have a really cool chapter after chapter of Datsun and Nissan fun that that's why I got to work my ass off to help other people get their Datsun dreams together. Because sometimes when I look back and I'm like, this is nuts, right? And 23, 24 years ago, I moved here with 200 bucks in my Datsun and I still drove it to work today. And, and now where I work is the place that I own working on Nissans and Datsuns. Take it. No, I've, I've always admired uh, admire your racing, Rob. And, and for those who may not know, Rob is a very, very fast driver and is often uh, at the pointy end of the field uh, running his 510 and a number of other cars. Um, I always wonder, Rob, you know, when I've seen you out at these events, you know, everyone is coming to you to fix their race car before the race starts. And I'm wondering when you have the time uh, or the sanity to actually fix your own car before you climb in it. Well, because I've got the best crew in rock and roll. Uh, everybody that works here loves that. That's kind of my outlet. And uh, Josh, uh, Josh, who is the longest running Z Car Garage member who I adore and he's family. He, he is the, when I'm in the car, he's the crew chief. And then when I'm out of the car, we work together as a team to make sure that all of our customers have fun. And so uh, I wouldn't be able to do it without all of the guys here in the shop. And then also the, 
the customer base, right? The people that, you know, I work on their cars, like they'll come see our races, the vintage races. And then, you know, I could definitely grab one of the guys that's been around forever. Like, Hey man, hold this real quick while we try to fix it and weld this back together. It's just, it's just such a community. And that's why we're just so lucky. Like Z car garage just isn't an independent specialty shop in the Bay area. It's just a special place where it's not my shop. It's all the people that come here shop. It's the guys that work for me. It's their shop. And it's just people really take a liking to what we're doing because they love what we love. We're all passionate about the same thing and we get to share it together. No, that, that's, and that's man, awesome. I love driving. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for bringing up racing. Cause it is like probably uh, my other life's obsession. I love uh, been, being out there on my five ten is so much fun and, and the Z cars and, We've got a lot more stories to tell. You know, we just, um, once we get that BRE car back together, and I can't wait to to see the Fitzgerald car back on track with its improvements. And, you know, like we haven't had the Hawko out, like the Hawko race car that we take care of for Alex. We haven't had that out in a few years. I can't wait to see that thing back out there. And then, you know, once the world opens up, people need to go to vintage races. Uh, the CSRG, is a fantastic group that we vintage race with uh, the SVRA events that come to the West coast, or if you're on the East coast, look up SVRA fantastic organization and great race weekends, great race weekends. And then don't be afraid to just look up SCCA stuff. And once the world wakes up, I mean, when it wakes up or gets up or we're allowed to go back out, like, I mean, watching 45, you know, Mazda Miatas try to go into the same corner together. It's pretty entertaining and fun. And Rob, I think no, that that's great. I think uh, I think our listeners would love to know kind of what uh, current or recent uh, really significant projects have come through your shop, uh, either ground up restorations or crazy builds, or uh, what what has stood out to you of the last uh, uh, couple months or, or, or years that uh, that you're proud of what you guys did to it. Oh, there's so many of them. Uh, great question. Uh, we just finished uh, kind of rehabbing a Datsun 1200 truck uh, for the Nissan Heritage Collection, and it's on its way to L.A. to be used in advertising. And then in that same week, we actually did uh, the Safari, a Safari tribute car that's going to be in the same commercial. And so we just took that car from not running or driving and, and made it all work and operational just in a few days to get that going. Uh, we're in the middle of a couple of really cool S30 builds. Uh, one is going to have a 3.2 in it uh, with Gen V fuel injection and the six-speed conversion and all of our suspension and brake components. It's going to be really cool. So that car is just set to be done. And then, you know, if you go to zcarblog.com, you actually, we keep it updated all the time and you can see all the things that we're doing. Um, you know, special shout out to Alvin. Uh, Alvin is uh, like a brother to me and he runs the social media for Z Car Garage and he does a wonderful job of making us seem a lot cooler than we are, but he shares the stories of people, right? He shared the bring a trailer story and he is, uh, writes really well and tells the story really well. So if you guys want to check that out, www.zcarblog.com. And um, let's see what else is going on right now. Uh, we just finished uh, updating a 350Z that's supercharged. We just upgraded its fuel system. Pretty stoked about that. 
And then there's cars here from all over. We just got VIN number uh, 1762 from San Diego. There's a Monte Carlo Red uh, Series 1 car here. I think it's VIN number 4032. It's getting Z-Car Garage brakes on it today. It already has Z-Car Garage axles. And then really special car we just got in from North Carolina, a gentleman named uh, Mike. And we're going to be getting his uh, VIN number 193. The car is awesome. We're about to make that car operational again after a very, very long time. Wow. I love how you're rattling chassis numbers off, like off the top of your head, Rob. Unbelievable. People, people obviously that are listening right now will know immediately that you, uh, you care about the details and know these cars backwards and forwards. Um, obviously, we are super fortunate to get that face-to-face -face with you from time to time when we drop our own car there and, and get to kind of uh, hang around the shop a little bit while you're doing your work. But but for those who are far away, um, yeah, the Z-Car um, blog and um, your social channels are definitely things that they should follow. And we're very happy to, to have you shout those out here and, and steer people to those because some cool stuff there. Well, it, well, and it's super cool, right? Because I've known Howard right? Since he was a young man, because I'm friends with David and Howard, and that I've known you before the Bring a Trailer days through the Alvin connection. So it's really cool that, you know, we're all a little older, but we're still doing fun things. We're all having good times. You know what? We're doing it with cars. And that's the best thing, right? When you run into somebody, you're like, hey, man, you still got that car? Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, I love it. You and I always rap about that whenever we see each other, how, how both of us, I mean, Howard and I feel lucky to be doing BAT and the way we've gotten to build it and build a great team around it. Uh, and so a lot of what you say resonates in terms of having the right people on board and, and just how, how positive it is for the car community and everything that we can do to sort of invest back in that comes back tenfold, it seems like, you know, so. We got to be the next generation, right? Because like you're a car guy because of your dad, right? And Howard and David, I mean, their dad, right? And it's just, we got to keep paying it forward and we got to make sure that we can share these really cool pieces of history and time with the next generation of people, right? I, I want to be able to teach somebody, you know, that's 16, that's never been in a manual transmission car. I want to spend 15 minutes and show them, you know what? It's really fun to be over control of your transmission. You know, I want to I want to put a smile on somebody's face because they get a memory, right? Man, my uncle had one of those. I didn't like him that much, but man, I totally remember that Z card. Had the louvers in the back, and those are the things. And this is the reason why we got to keep telling these stories is because man, cars are just. Man, I don't know if I could be on Earth without cars. <laughs> yeah, my, well, my kids. My kids absolutely love the uh, BAT 240Z anytime I'm lucky enough to bring it home. And we try to get as many people as we can to see that car and be in the, be in the driver passenger seat. Howard drove that car to Mexico. I mean, we've, we've had that car. Oh, yeah. Remember when you guys, you guys drove it to the MIDI. You know why? And this isn't mine. Dotsons are driven. <laughs> Dotsons are driven, man. You can hop inside those those cars and you can drive them anywhere and if they break sometimes you can fix some roads well cool well i uh totally appreciate your time i know you're busy you're probably going uh, gonna turn your chair around and go like wrench on the awesome cars you see in the shop on the other side of the glass there uh i'm excited yeah, to going see back, you going back yeah going back in the dino room oh yeah 
Dino Room today. I love that. Um, and we are very appreciative of, uh, yeah, everything you shared today and your willingness to share an hour with our um, audience. Really fun to hear you answer all the questions from history to present day to, uh, yeah, all the, all the passion and initiative that you have. So thanks for being part of the BAT community and helping to you know, vet out those, uh, those Z cars that make their way to BAT. There's sure to be many more of them. And we're always excited to work together with you, Rob. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, I will see you guys again soon. And last shout out is from Alvin and the Z car blog. Uh, please check it out. And then I think the first event that is in the fall vintage race event, the CSRG charity challenge at Sonoma Raceway. I believe that will be open to the public. And so if you know, if you live local, come on down and let's see a bunch of B sedan cars out there and we can race some five tens and have a good time. And then Howard, maybe it's time for you to get back out there in a five ten. I would love it. If 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 you'll have me in your pit, I'll uh, I'll be there. Anytime, sir. Anytime. I really appreciate it, guys. Enjoy your afternoon. And uh, for you Dotson uh daydreamers out there, find a car and enjoy the ride. Thanks. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining the BAT podcast this week. And uh, we'll be back with more exciting uh, guests and car talk next time. Thanks, Howard. Thanks, Rob. All right. Take care, guys. Rock. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>